During my trip across Arantejo, it was a pleasure to visit the cooperative Adega de Borba. Winemaking in and around Borba has a long pedigree and is even mentioned in Murray's Handbook to Travels in Portugal, published in 1864, with reference to a considerable quantity of wine is produced at Borba. And so it is to this day, with Borba producing around 10 million bottles per year. The co-op is also renowned for their quality with their very popular Adega de Borba Reserva, being a top seller with its iconic label printed on cork. During my visit, I was given a tour of the winery and the cellars by Helena Ferreira, the director in charge of production and quality control. Helena has been implementing an impressive suite of sustainability protocols right across the organization. These include training the 300 growers, covering over 2,200 hectares of vineyards, to improving energy, water and waste management. All of this work is to ensure that the 1,000 families who rely on Adega de Borba for their living have confidence that they will be producing wine there in the years and decades to come. Okay, Helena. Can you start by giving us a brief summary of the scale of production at Adega Borba and also the role that the winery plays in the local community as well? Okay, so we are a cooperative. We exist since 1955, so we have 66, 67 years old. We are one of the main wine producers in the Alentejo region. We produce about 18 million kilos uh, of grapes per year, and our average production is uh, 10 million bottles per year. So in the Alentejo region, we make part of Borba subregion, that is a controlled denomination uh, specific here in Alentejo, and we produce about uh, 25% of the wine with AOC Alentejo Borba region, and the rest is what we call EGP uh, regional Alentejan. So in the Alentejo, we play the role of one of the most important uh, producers uh, of wine, like the other main cooperatives. And in the community, we have a very important role about the fixation of population in the, in the region because we continue to be, and the cooperatives in Alentejo, in specific our winery, is one of the main business that maintain the agriculture production here in this region, particularly the, the vineyards. So we have more or less in production 2,200 hectares in production with about 300 associates. That means that we have more or less, if we, if we think, 300 associates with, let's say, two employees average per associate. So after that, about 100 uh, people that work in the winery. So we, we have more or less 1,000 families uh, here in the region that depend completely with our business, with, the, with the, the wine production in this region. So we have a very important role in the social uh, development of this region. That's why every year or in our day, uh, we think about that. I was just going to say that with such a huge social element in the business, how invested do you feel, say, the growers and other people in, who are in the, in the business feel towards the sort of sustainability aspect of building the long-term climate resilience into the business? So that's one of the main roles, one of the, our pillars in the development in the winery that pass through the grape growers is the sustainability of the business. 
Helena explains that even before they signed up to the Wines of Alentejo sustainability programme, they started working with growers to improve environmental practices and to reduce the carbon footprint, reduce pesticides and manage other areas that can be improved. As Adega de Borba do not own the vineyards, they have to work with grape growers and persuade them to accept new ways of working. The easiest way to do this early on is by offering to pay more for grapes that have been produced in an environmentally friendly way. This helps pay for the monitoring of inputs or training of staff that might be required. They host training sessions at the winery and encourage growers to get on board, aside from the financial rewards for transitioning to better viticultural practices. The growers also notice the benefits of having a more balanced and resilient ecosystem. Of course, now we are working like that for five or six years with this difference. And uh, they see the, the improvements, of course. We use different crops to work together with the vines for the growing and to reduce the pesticides applications and to reduce the water consumption. So they see the difference and they see that investment and they see that that practices have improvement in their annual crops. Are there climate changes that the growers have been exposed to? Because I know the Alentejo is a region of extreme temperatures. You get the heat and you get the cold, etc. Are there climate changes that you've noticed that the growers have had to adapt to or are adapting to? So one of the, the most important impacts that we see each year is the water that we have to use in the vines. Of course, the vines use the water very wisely. By wisely, Helen means that the vines are using water to reduce the stress that occurs from the high temperatures. Producers have a set of parameters that they must adhere to that includes water use and managing crop inputs. They then evaluate the skin colour concentration prior to the harvest and from these results are able to determine a price based on quality for the bunches of grapes. It is this wise use of water combined with careful evaluation that prevents the focus shifting away from high quality fruit to other lesser objectives such as increased yields. We have a lot of stress, as you have said, we are in a region with extreme temperature during the variation and during the maturation. And water is used for reducing this stress. Of course, what we see in, for example, Yesterday, I went to the fields to pick up some plants for our Christmas decorations at the house. And we see the fields are very dry. And now it's a rain season, so it, it should be more water in the fields. So water scarcity is the most tangible issue that Adega de Borba is currently facing. Responding to this, they have implemented a number of initiatives that include capturing rainwater, recycling water within the winery, and, of course, the very careful use of available water in the vineyards. The other thing that we have seen is the, the maturation in the harvest. Each year is starting sooner. So we had some grape varieties that were very resilient to the situation and they maturate later in the process. But now the grape varieties start their maturation sooner and with that, the harvest starts each year, starts sooner. For example, when I start working wines, the harvest starts in September, usually. And now we start at the beginning of August. The early ripening and earlier harvest dates that Helena speaks about go beyond the ripening and careful management of the vines. It also has social implications. 
August is traditionally the holiday month when children are off school and families go on vacation. Now August is the harvest month, and traditions relating to the holiday period and the harvest itself are in a flux. This demonstrates that to respond to these climate changes, the past is no longer a register for judging the future. The approach must become more agile and with social adaptation. You mentioned earlier that you've been on this journey for quite a long time, and when I when I visited. I was really impressed by the scale of the operation and, and the work that's been done at the winery and the cellars and everything. How do you describe the journey? How long and how hard is it to do this? I'm you know, just reflecting on the whole journey so far. One of the most important things for a big winery that the head office, let's say the administrations, think about these things and the sustainability role as not only the economic part, but have the, the guys that are demanding and decide, put them thinking in this role of the three pillars, environment, social and the economic role. The head office at Adega de Borba employs experts with a focus on looking at the goals across the business, including production, marketing, HR and so on, and makes sure they're on a measured pathway to continuous improvement. Although we think of the three pillars of sustainability as being the social, economic and environmental, Helena describes this commitment to continual improvement as a fourth pillar. Every area is marketing, uh, production, winery, efficiency, maintenance. So all our departments have these annual goals that are inserted in our pillar of continuous improvement. So I think... That is the, that's why you have seen we are always uh, getting to achieve more, to be better, to be more efficient. I think it's in the essence of our winery. And that's very evident. You've been a member of the Wines of Alentejo Sustainability Programme for some time now. What would you say are the main benefits of being part of the programme? The benefits is to see other examples. It's very important. One of the most important things about the program and, and about the organization of the, the program were to put us talk to each other, the, the different producers. This recognition of sharing knowledge across producers has been a key characteristic of the WASP program. Jao Barroso, in his interview in this series, identified his objective of setting out to create a knowledge-sharing network. Throughout the last decades, people got used to having their backs turned to each other and to work, you know, within just their own little universe and not going outside and being able to share. You know, I, I worked abroad for a couple of years and one of the things I understood was that logic of keeping the knowledge is power is gone. Sharing the knowledge is power. That's the, the new paradigm. And so when I go into this project, this sharing the knowledge is power was one of my key drives because we, we had indeed companies with a lot of knowledge and we had indeed companies with lack of knowledge and with hunger for knowledge. And so what we managed to do, and this was something quite satisfactory also, was to create this knowledge sharing network. This may sound logical, but in fact, literally goes against the established narrative of competitiveness by instead creating a collaborative environment for accelerating real progress. This uh, change of experiences, it's very important seeing a big one work in a way, see a small one work in another way, but getting ideas from each other, it's very important. 
the world is changing everywhere and climate change yeah. is one of the big drivers of, of these changes now climate what do you hope or foresee for Adega Borba in in the sort of next decade or next two or three decades we are particularly sensitive to that that we have to look for more resilient grape varieties because in the world as you have said the grape growers and the plant producers let's say like, like that work to achieve clones uh, with the stable productions, with concentrations, with quality concentrations, but they didn't look, I think, for this kind of adaptation. So I think it will be a challenge to achieve and to adjust the vines to this kind of climate change and to achieve more resilient grape varieties for this kind of situation, to work with less water, with the with more stress. Okay, so that's probably going to be one of your big, big struggles. Yes. One of the things that is very important is that the vines, we cannot work, we have to work with them in the long term. So we cannot make these changes one year or two years. So we have to think in the long term. That's why also we, we in the winery, we are very close to the, to the grape growers in the improvement of the vines, in the renovation of the, the vines. Of course, we have and we are very close to all the grape vineyards, but it's very important also to incentivate and to help the grape growers in this continuous renovation of the vineyards. Of course, we, we cannot predict the future, but... We have a lot of information now that can show us a little bit the way. Thinking more in the environment and in the resilience than more to the consumer. Because the past years, the grape growers look very much about the consumer. Syrah, Cabernet, some grape varieties that the consumers like a lot. Now we have to think more, I think, to select more grapes that work with these climate changes than the, to make the wines that the consumer uh, is very familiar to. So you think that in a way climate change is taking you back to your indigenous variety? I think so. We have to to walk in that way, yes. Yeah, as a sort of natural resilience by going yes, back. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, well, that's really interesting. Okay, thank you very okay. much. Okay, thank you, Nick. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode in the Sustainability in Alentejo series produced by me, Nick Breeze. In the next episode, I'm speaking with Jao Roquette from Hade de Esprolao about their company ethos and approach to organic viticulture, as well as their leadership role in the region's sustainable development.